Welcome to the Colonel in Your Corner podcast, hosted by Carl Truman. Carl is a retired U.S. Army colonel and award-winning personal injury attorney with over 30 years fighting for the people. On the show, Carl speaks with public servants who share with you their service journey. The guests talk about stories of leadership and helping others. And now, here's your host, Carl Truman. Welcome to my podcast. I appreciate uh, Scott Ham coming on my podcast today, retired uh, Army Command Sergeant Major. And thank you very much. Scott, tell us a little bit about uh, your military background and, and then about 22 Challenge. <clears throat> yes, sir. All right. Colonel, thank you so much for having me on here. Uh, we appreciate all you do and supporting our veterans around uh, Indiana and Kentucky and uh, I'm sure other parts of the, the mm-hmm. world. Uh, for myself, I was blessed with 27 and a half years in the Army, uh, in the Indiana Army National Guard, uh, went in infantry for mortars to blow stuff up and to get away from Greenville, Indiana a little bit and found myself doing infantry, cavalry, special troops, um, engineers and uh, deployed to Bosnia, Afghanistan, Iraq, and then uh, down to Fort Bliss at uh, El Paso, Texas uh, before I retired and so it's been a wonderful career. Um, I came back from multiple deployments and realized that there's a, a deep need to just help our brothers and sisters who are struggling with um, coming back. And whether it's PTSD or suicidal tendencies, adjustment disorder, or whatever, I found myself uh, in a wonderful uh, brotherhood and sisterhood of like-minded folks that just wanted to protect families and warriors from suicide and uh, TBI, PTSD, things of that nature. And you got, uh, so you were instrumental in the beginning of the 22 Challenge organization. Is that right? Yes, I wasn't, I don't consider myself a founder because when I was invited down for some meetings, it was just the right fit at the right time for me that uh, Tip McCurdy and several others that had started uh, 22challenge.org. And we're just tired of hearing about people suffering, veterans suffering, and family members having to deal with a warrior that had committed suicide. And we're asking the questions, why? Why didn't I see the warning signs? You know, we just didn't know, or they didn't know how to engage these warriors. And so when I became a big mouth of the bunch and, uh, and looked at finding ways to resource what um, these wonderful folks wanted to do. Um, it was just an easy fit for me to reach out and see where we could support 22 Challenge and the families. And um, it really evolved into awareness at first, just doing a ruck march, carrying the burden and the weight, and then having uh a ruck march over in Louisville and then working it into Southern Indiana and then getting to where we are now, where we are actually stopping people from killing themselves. 
tell us why the name 22 Challenge. Where does that come from? That stems from the, uh, for years, the statistics were 22 veterans, old and young, were killing themselves every day. 22 veterans. At first, I said, there's no way. That math can't be right. Well, Veterans Administration, the VA, that was a number that they had gotten the federal government, and it's going to tweak and it's going to vary, but that's the one that stuck. And I found myself looking just in Southern Indiana and, and the Louisville metro area, going, oh my goodness, even my great uncle Joe, who's a World War II veteran, was saying things like, tired of it, I don't want to be sick like this, I just want to put a bullet in my brain. No, you can't do that, Uncle Joe. No. And then Kohlheim up north uh, toward Fort Wayne area, buddy of mine, he had deployed five times. And, you know, right around Christmas, he had decided to end his life. And it rocked our our folks here within Indiana. And then we found out just more and more. And even things like accidental suicide, mixing hard liquor with VA prescriptions. Mm. You know, and then what are you doing? You're making a toxic combination that winds up killing yourself and the families are left wondering why. So it's, you have a personal story about uh, that. You can relate to this too. Yes. And so as myself, you know, multiple deployments and I, I personally uh, am a survivor, you know, suicidal tendencies. I personally have adjustment disorder, not PTSD. And, you know, my counselor, I went to VA counseling, but, you know, the system sometimes gets overloaded when there's so many people to care uh, for. You know, my counselor, I think, he, you know, was supposed to have 90 patients and probably had 300. Mm-hmm. And so I got into group and then had folks from uh, the Vietnam era that were suicidal. And I've got loved ones. And then even finding moms at the Ruck March mm-hmm. that you were even there when She's putting stones in people's backpacks saying, will you help me carry the burden, carry the weight of my son dying on the railroad tracks behind the house? It's so sad that these families have to go through and wonder, what could I have done differently? And and a lot of times there's no warning signs. You don't know. There's nothing you can do. But if there is any of those indications. Well, that's what I was going to ask you about for, you know, the people who may be listening, both military veterans and non-military veterans. You know, if you're a a civilian, you've never served in the military, what can they do to be on the lookout? They might not understand the language or what they've been through, but they might want to help. Yes, sir. And some of the things that I have done for years and years and years, and and we used to carry the uh, Ace of Spades and then the Ace of Hearts because we love you, Um, But the Army even came out with a thing called Army Strong Ace, A-C-E. And then you flip it over and it's, you know, ask your buddy, ask those tough questions. You know, are you going to hurt yourself? Are you going to kill yourself? Are you looking at harming someone else? You know, ask the tough questions. Ask your battle buddy that tough question. A, ask, then care for them. We have went on health and welfare inspections where we've had to care for someone you're in a dark room, shades are drawn, bottle of Jack Daniels, you know, you walk in, hey, what are you doing? I'm watching the TV. No, you're not. The TV's not even on. Come on. You know, let's get outside. Let's drink water, drink water, drink water, get some new, get some hydration, some good nutrition, get out and walk, care for your buddy. 
and escort them. If they need professional help, you escort them. I don't care if you have to call 911. And we've had times where we've had those three o'clock in the morning calls at 22 Challenge, and we've passed people off to different people. And I'm not afraid to do whatever it takes to keep someone alive, period, exclamation point. If I need to call 911, if I need to come and grab you out of a ditch or grab you by the collar and take you, sir, to a professional or an emergency room or somewhere to get you safe. So ACE, ask the tough question, care for them and escort them wherever they need to go. So we've got uh, different people that we are uh, working with, whether it's professional counseling service, uh, the vet center over in Louisville, whether it's the VA, um, we've got uh, clinics here that we can take people to. We've got resources. So prevention and awareness and then help. Have you found that oftentimes veterans are more likely to open up to a fellow veteran versus a civilian who may not have experienced any, whether the veteran's been in combat or not, uh, you know, that simply understanding the language and, and the, the brotherhood that goes with it. Uh, yes, sir. And what branch of service were you in? Uh, I retired from the United States Army. Army. So you and I would have the Army folks. Tip and David would have the Marines mm -hmm. uh, and Craig. And then some other folks would have the Coast Guard, um, Air Force. Now, I don't know anybody in Space Force yet, but um, we would typically, because of that credibility, you know, if I had uh, an officer in the Army, I would definitely grab him by the collar and say, you know, let's go see the Colonel or the Marines. Hey, you jarhead, you know, I've got some folks for you. So like you said, that credibility, the and, and now we found it's spilling over into the first responders. Hmm. I don't care if you're a 911 dispatcher. You hear and see so much stuff. Right. We've got folks in our neighboring communities that have TBI. You've got folks, law enforcement, that have been shot before. And they have needs. And maybe it's going. We do things now like coffee talks. In this particular case, we're doing them at Coffee Crossing on Spring Street in uh, mm. Jeffersonville. Oh, uh, right. Like the second Sunday of the month, <clears throat> sit around and have coffee. And the healing that happens there is amazing. We are now getting resources to do outdoor events because my counselor gave me a prescription. She said, it's not worth the paper it's written on. Mm. What keeps <clears throat> him calm? What does ham like to do? Mm -hmm. I like to fish. So she wrote me a prescription to go fishing and go fishing a lot. That keeps me calm. My family mm -hmm. loves it. You know, so it's been very beneficial to think outside the box. And now we're, we're looking at ways now that the weather's changing to get veterans outside through 22challenge.org, uh, um, Acres of Hope, Personal Counseling Services, Veterans Club, um, you know, they're doing, we're doing Jeep rides. We're doing the Ruck March on Armed Forces Day, flag retirement ceremonies, river camp, a hero reward. Um, so there's there's going to be a lot going on the website and the uh, Facebook page for 22 Challenge just as a resource um, with like-minded nonprofit organizations to help. Yeah, I know you, you mentioned the Veterans Club who does the equine therapy program that's become very popular. And, and I know I've seen things on Facebook with you around going to different organizations, different events, sir. And, mm -hmm. and I've got to make it down there yet. I've got another group uh, that looks at equine therapy, uh, the Warrior 110. They have supported equine therapy, but I, I'm going to throw a question back at you. What are your thoughts about how uh, an animal like that can help calm someone like me? 
Well, uh, it's amazing that it does. Uh, you know, I've seen it happen. I, I don't understand the psychology of it. I think it's, it's that uh, there is an almost spiritual connection with the animal, it seems like. And so it, uh, it's been very, very uh, popular. I can, I've seen it many times. Wonderful mm -hmm. program. And the other thing that, and I'm just going to tweak this a little bit toward you because, uh, you know, you deal with personal injury and law and different things of that nature. But, you know, I've had some knucklehead Neanderthal warriors that find themselves behind bars because they make bad choices or, you know, are hurt or something like that. And sometimes they need, um, you know, legal guidance or they're mm -hmm. going through veterans court or things of that nature. And so that's one of those things. Um, you know, do you see a lot of veterans in need when they think there's no hope that you can at least direct them? Yeah, that then the veterans court is one of the topics that I'm going to be addressing on a, on a future podcast, and which is a great resource, you know, for veterans who have found themselves in uh, legal trouble on the criminal side. Uh, so to try to help them uh, find a way through that. So that's a great topic that I want to talk about. Uh, yes. I've been blessed with going to a graduation of a battle buddy of mine and, you know, to see this young warrior uh, come out and be able to graduate through something like that program uh, has mm -hmm. been, it's been great to see that new start when some people lose hope, you know, hope is not a method. You know, I can't hope to take the hill. I need a commander and we need logistics and we need a plan and execute it to take that hill, you know, and a good NCO to kick him in the butt. <laughs> Amen. Amen, sir. But I know the 22 Challenge is most famous for the annual uh, Ruck March. Yes, sir. Uh, and tell us about when is that and tell us more about that it. That is May 21st, Armed Forces Day. Come down around 0830 um, Fisherman's Wharf and the riverfront there in Jeffersonville. Um, we will have the Honor Guard there, the National Anthem. We'll have um, resources, people uh, set up there. Um, and it's been wonderful to see the diverse group of folks. You know, we've got veterans that love tattoos. So you may have Prophecy Inc. You'll be down there, hopefully, uh, you know, with your uh, patriotic vehicle and, and you and your wife and others down there supporting this effort. We've got the counseling services, the vet center, uh, VA rep. Uh, we've got so many great for-profit and non-profit supporters that will be there to have some resources available to help um, the VA. Maybe you're looking at getting help with a VA loan. Maybe you're looking at uh, nutrition and counseling and different things of that nature. Mm -hmm. But at uh, 09, we will step off. And it's a 10K ruck march. And we'll go up to the top of the Big Four Bridge, turn around, come down, go to the Falls of the Ohio. It's a beautiful ruck. We've had everything from it being absolutely gorgeous and good temperatures to just vicious, cold, challenging, mm -hmm. you know, and it's a 22 challenge. Well, life is not easy and death is even harder. So while we are building relationships at the Rock March on um, May 21st, we have had promotion ceremonies. We've had military units come down and use this for alternate PT um, recruiting and retention um, interaction with the community, convoy maneuvers, team building. We've had some of the uh, veterans organizations come down and have coining ceremonies, flag retirement, 
certificate of uh, merit or appreciation. Uh, there's presentations there. There's a little war memorial on the walk as well. Uh, for Operation Enduring Freedom, Iraqi Freedom, and Desert Shield, Desert Storm. So it's been a really nice way to also have community with families that are suffering with loss from warriors that have committed suicide and it's healing. Um, we've also had coordinated ruck marches around the world mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, as, as ours is, is zero nine hundred um, Eastern standard time where there might be a ruck march going on in Ohio, Michigan, a military base camp in the United States uh, at the time we had in Iraq, Afghanistan, and also Egypt, Germany. Um, so we've had ruck marches going on at the same time that we had ours simultaneously just to help bring awareness and, uh, and prevention. Now, if someone doesn't have a ruck or, you know, if they're, if they're not into carrying a ruck, they don't have to have that to come out and participate. No, they do not. We don't have, you don't have to register. Um, you know, just come out, be safe, drink water, drink water, drink water, mm-hmm. come as you are. You know, we've got a saying at church, come as you are, just don't leave the same, mm-hmm. you know, share a life experience. We've had folks that have cried, laughed, hugged, mm-hmm. you know, uh, knuckles now with COVID and things of that nature, but just get that patriotic punch of the heart to realize there is life to be lived I've seen people walk, they walk the route, or they might jog, or they might ruck. So there's really something for everyone, isn't there? Absolutely. Um, I'll have my unicycle down there if you want to ride a unicycle with me. How about that? (laughs) We'll take a unicycle, and and it's, it's pulling your own weight plus a little bit more. But yes, you absolutely do not have to have... 40 to 50 pounds in a rucksack, military issued. No, just just be ready to experience a wonderful morning. And um, there's no cost to participate, is there? No cost to participate whatsoever. It is one of our annual fundraisers. If you want to give, give. Uh, you know, I usually challenge my friends to each give $22 or $220 or $222, whatever. But it is our annual fundraiser. There will be items there to uh, raffle off as well to help. And and we've used this money for counseling. We've had uh, veterans who have been down on their luck and just needed mm-hmm. you know, a roof, uh, some needs as far as uh, proper nutrition, hydration, um, events to bring veterans and families to a, a weekend retreat so that we could get them there. Um, we're looking at we just did a planning session for 2022 and 2023. So we're going to be organizing and you're going to see more events coming. We'll be applying for some grants. Um, Bass Pro has helped us with uh, outdoor funds. BAE Systems uh, has helped us. We've had uh, donations through Facebook where the 22 Challenge Board and some folks have said uh, an Ingle home inspection and some others have said, hey, I want you to donate to 22 Challenge uh, for my birthday on Facebook and so um, that allows us to also get professional counseling at some of these events and uh, group, uh, you know, maybe feed you, do some outdoor activities, you know, whether it's fishing, axe throwing, skeet shooting, different things. We're looking at uh, some like-minded partners, like you said, for some equine therapy and try some new ways to get veterans to these other nonprofits uh, that are doing great work in our area. 
And one of the things that has been important to me, you know, I've done a lot of marathons and things and runs like that, just having crowds out there applauding, whether they're running or not participating, just being an observer and cheering people on, I think really is very uplifting. So it is, sir. And you've seen it right there at the finish line. Then, you know, myself struggling as well, you know, red face sweating, you mm-hmm. know, just needing that bit of encouragement to cross the finish line and to finish strong. And that's how we need to continue to live, uh, live our life, uh, live life to the full and finish strong. And so, yes, anything we can do to encourage people just to come out and watch, just to observe and, you know, be there to, to cheer people on, I think is, yeah. is a tremendous uh, help. And the city of Jeffersonville, the, the uh, Jeffersonville Parks, uh, the whole safety board, the mayor, everyone has been so supportive there. The town of Clarksville, uh, there where um, Ashland Park is and things of that nature, the Falls of the Ohio, uh, they have always been extremely supportive and allowed us to uh, uh, do the turn there at the parking lot. They've supported us, uh, the DNR and the folks that work there with bottled water and there are water stations along the route to where you can get bottled water. Um, We'll have trash bags there to deposit the recycled uh, water bottles, things of that nature. But it has been wonderful to get the support of Jeffersonville. Um, We've talked about trying to link up New Albany through the Greenway Mm -hmm. and maybe start two different ones and, you know, high five or high 22 uh, somewhere in the middle, things of that nature uh, in future events. And so it's been really great for us to be able to be down there. And then the restaurants along the route there, like Riverside Drive, they've been very gracious. And so we're trying to encourage everyone, yes, when you get done uh, with the Rock March, visit your local establishments there in uh, the Jeffersonville, Clarksville area to help support our local businesses who have also helped us uh, with 22 challenge. How long, how many years have you been doing this now? That's a great question. I think shame on me. I should know that, sir, but I'm going to say it's our eighth or 10th annual. Um, and it just keeps growing and we keep getting into so many other things. So now you're going to make me look it up on Facebook, <laughs> challenge.org. If you don't mind, I'm going to keep talking while we do that. Yes. And uh, that's one of those things that you can go to um, Facebook or the website and see those things we've put. Uh, well, I know that uh, that the the twenty two challenge rock is like the big event every year, but you do a lot of things throughout the year. It's not just about the ruck. So, and and you kind of mentioned some of these. So, uh, fill us in about some of the things that you do throughout the year to keep this momentum going. Yes, sir. Um, one of the things we do is each month, um, and it has typically been on the second or third Sunday, and you can uh, watch the, the website or the Facebook, uh, 22challenge.org, um, coffee talks. You know, we want to sit down and just be able to lower our guard. We've, we've got some folks that have service dogs that come, and that's been a really wonderful experience just to see how warriors have been able to deal with the different groups that provide service dogs for veterans. So we've done some of that training with Terry and some of the others. We have had Jeep rides. Um, We went down for like a July 4th event at uh, Hero Reward at New Amsterdam for a river camp and were able to provide a meal, fireworks, 
things of that nature to where veterans and their families could come down and enjoy um, some good decompression. We're looking at doing another uh, hero reward on the river uh, camp down at New Amsterdam. And you can sign up and actually reserve some campers there. So we're doing an organized Mm -hmm. event to try to get some uh, warriors and families together for camping. Um, We continue to do flag retirement ceremonies. We're going to uh, have events like at Cops Lake to where you could go fishing. Maybe it's cornhole flag retirement ceremony. And we don't burn flags here in the United States in protest. You know, as warriors, we retire them with honor when a flag has came to the end of its useful life and it's torn and tattered. And so we do a lot of flag retirement ceremonies. And it just brings that, warriors. That makes me think about what I always say when somebody asks me, well, are you ever going to retire? I say, well, no, I don't want to retire. What do you do to a flag when you retire a flag? I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Right, right, exactly. So we have looked at several different events, um, sporting, outdoors, and as well as getting folks to counseling, mm-hmm. you know, and, and like I say, we have had those two and three o'clock in the morning calls where someone has wound up in a ditch and they've lost all hope. And mm-hmm. we scoop them up, we, we get them to a safe place. Uh, you know, we ask them, care for them, escort them. So, you know, we pull out the ACE and, uh, mm-hmm. and help get them where they need. We've had veterans where we've been called to a home, care for their dog as they're passing away. Maybe they need hospice and the home needs cleaned up, ready for the next step uh, of their life or death and journey. And we always want it to be a natural death, not something where they take their own life. So we've been able to step in and uh, care for some veterans and their families and just help uh, with those next steps. Well, I think it's great how you're able to coordinate uh, activities with other veteran organizations. So someone doesn't have to choose, well, this organization or that organization or your organization, they all work together. And it's so wonderful. And Tip and others have created, and it's called the Veterans Nonprofit Leadership Alliance. There's no dues. There's no anything like that. It's if you're like-minded nonprofit, uh, we want the leaders to get together. We've been very blessed with supporting. A year ago, we all met down at uh, Red River Gorge. We went over on the Kentucky side, went to Red River Gorge, um, stayed down there, and were able to have a weekend retreat to get everybody focused on where are we going you know, in 2021, starting into 2022. This year, we went to Cordon, Indiana to Hero Reward, and Rodney and Karen and Isaac opened up their uh, their home and retreat in cabins at Hero Reward for us to go down and try some new outdoor activities mm-hmm. and focus on the rest of 2022 and 2023 so that we can set up these events, and we'll be posting them um, so that we can get invites out to veterans and their families and be able to have a great, safe, organized event for them to come out and uh, just participate and find some healing time uh, together. Well, that's wonderful. I mean, I'm so grateful for all the things that you and your organization are doing. How do people find out more information? You kind of mentioned Facebook and website. Where do people yes. get find out more information? So you can actually um, either come to one of our coffee talks, uh, get on our, our Facebook site, 22challenge.org, and 
um, look at some of the current things. We will be posting those events there. We will be updating our website as soon as we get the logistics and the funding uh, wrapped up and confirmed for these larger events. And again, it's going to be at no cost to the veterans or their families. So we will have a registration. You may have to sign a waiver saying that, you know, you know that there are throwing axes involved or if all the realities like lawyers like me make you have to do. Yes, sir. Absolutely. So that is a thing. And so as we look at that, and we also want to get a relationship with these veterans and their families and just make sure, you know, if someone can be around weapons again, great. If not, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's absolutely no pressure to do any certain thing. But, you know, maybe I go fishing with somebody over here and there's the other activities going on. And we're going to have some really good round robin activities. You know, we had things like making our own cutting boards, which you can go back and uh, use at your home. It's a nice little memento um, to take back with you to remember the event and uh, what we're trying to do. Something for everybody. Yes, absolutely, sir. Well, that's great. Well, Scott, thank you uh, so much. I really appreciate you being on my podcast today. We really want to do what we can to get the word out about 22 Challenge, and hopefully everybody will be out for the um, 22 Challenge Ruck on uh, Armed Forces Day. Yes, sir. And, sir, thank you so much for all you do for our veterans and uh, supporting us and other like-minded organizations. It's great to see you and your wife out there. Thank you. It's an honor to get to do it. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Colonel in Your Corner, brought to you by Carl Truman. We hope you enjoyed listening to our guests and their valuable insight. If you liked what you heard, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts.